You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And this is uh, the business hour on America's Web Radio and or it's going to be called part two of yesterday's David's Pick. And uh, we've got returning to us today is the director of the Wall that Heals in Johns Creek, Georgia. And uh, that's Johns Creek is in Fulton County, and we have uh, the uh, commissioner, chairman of the commission, uh, Rob Pitts, is uh, on his way, we suppose, but he was supposed to be here. But we decided to go on and talk more about what's going on in Fulton County and what's planned for Fulton County. And Mike Mazel is right in the middle of it. And uh, welcome back. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, it's, uh, you know, we don't get uh, the president of Johns Creek Veteran Association in every day. But yesterday and today we have. So we've accomplished a lot. Uh, just give us a sort of overall synopsis of what you and Fulton County, well, one, I was amazed at the number that you gave me. Fulton County is the largest county in Georgia, correct? Both in size and population. And uh, the number of homeless veterans in Fulton County is alarming and disturbing, and you're taking it on yourself to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've spent my entire life uh, helping helping veterans um you know being an officer and you you come up through the ranks and you learn what it's like that there's things out there that are more important than you and you have a responsibility for those things um that's just sort of the way it went through the military and after i got out i started my own company after i worked for the olympics here in atlanta i was the director of the olympic village security program uh, in 96 and uh, i brought with me two of my former staff from United States Army USRA headquarters in Mannheim, Germany, and brought them back with me, and uh, that's the effort that we put into. Um, after that, I, I worked with uh, an international security company, but then I just felt that there was a need to do something in a, in a different way, and I started my own security company that I had for 22 years, and it was all about helping veterans that are coming out of service that want to transition and a lot of times it was just taking a minute to give them something to do for six months or a year while they got their feet on the ground and, and decided, you know, if money wasn't the issue, what would I want to do with the rest of my life? Because it's like you're starting all over again. But the added advantage was that those veterans come out of there highly trained and skilled in some areas that U.S. tax dollars paid for. And I said, you know, we need to push the idea to the business community. You need to be looking at all these veterans coming out the door because that's a tremendous asset because they come on board with an attitude of team. There's no I in what they're doing anymore. It's been hammered into their heads that they're part of something. And even if you hire this guy to be an IT guy, he's going to roll up his sleeves if he likes what he's doing to say, you know, what else can I do to help the team and, and make it better? Uh, uh, and they're and they're they're great for early start mid level management jobs and stuff like that because they bring a lot to the table. So um, I was approached by a, a councilwoman, a, a council, a commissioner Liz Houseman, and she told me about what 
Fulton County is, is doing. And I and I know that maybe some other counties in the state are doing it, but I haven't heard about them. But Liz Houseman said, we're going to appoint two people, each, each commissioner, and you're going to be an advisory committee to the Fulton County Commission because we want to do something about the veteran homeless program in Fulton County. Uh, I got the numbers from uh, Commissioner Mike Roby back in September of last year before he retired, an old a dear friend of mine. And Mike told me that, you know, in the state of Georgia, through their various offices, they've identified over 95,000 veterans that are considered homeless, would be considered homeless. And then he told me that in the Fulton County, in the greater Atlanta area, probably one-third of those veterans are here. And I know we see them all the time. You see them at major intersections saying, you know, homeless vet, I'll work for food, or, you know, can you share a dime or something, you know. And it's just it's just hammered me for so long. And when I heard about what Liz wanted to do, I I would very quickly raise my hand and said, let me let me do this. Let me get involved in this. Fulton County Commission, Mr. Arrington, uh, Mr. Pitts, and I know Liz and maybe some of the others, but those three particularly said we we want to do something now about the veterans program uh, issues that are here in Fulton County, especially the homeless program. So they committed a million dollars out of the Fulton County budget as a line item, a recurring line item that can grow. And I was talking to an individual yesterday. He said he had seen Mr. Pitts, and Mr. Pitts mentioned this effort and said that that million dollars was seed money. Now, the idea of seed money is that it can grow. As it's needed, it can grow. Um, So there is an RFP on the street, um, and every uh, program in Fulton County will now have uh, added to it a segment that says veteran attached to it. So if it's a disabled senior, it will be a disabled senior veteran. You know, uh, Mike, I want to throw out something here right quick. Uh, Something that you said, and unless somebody has served, and unless somebody has served in combat... And they wonder, oh, what, what's what's this PTSD, and uh, why 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 do we need programs to transition back from military to civilian life? They were civilians before they went in the military. Why, you know, what's what's the big deal? Well, the the big the big deal is you're not trained for what you're going to run into when you hit combat. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know, it's like uh, one one famous commander said, you got Plan A. And as soon as the first bullet is fired, plan A goes out the door, and it's plan B, plan C. What are you doing to survive? What are you doing to overcome the obstacle that's, that's now in front of you? Well, they don't s- teach you how to handle that. And, and what, you know, and the people, you, you can reach out to people and say, look, if you see it with your eyes, it's recorded in your brain. It doesn't go away. How do you handle those situations? It would be similar to having a... a four-car accident out here on Holcomb Bridge Road or something, and there's body parts laying around. It's a fireman who told me. He started out as a fireman at 19. His first major incident was an, it was an accident on 85 involving multiple cars that hit, ran off the road, and there were body parts in the trees. And since he was 19, his battalion chief said, you go up there and bring that stuff back down. Well, he saw it. He processed it. It's in his head, and he tries to forget about it because he goes on to other stuff. But now he's retired. He comes out of this. He's no longer a fireman, and he's sitting at home. And he's saying it's like the video reels are starting to play. 
and he's starting to remember that stuff, and it's starting to eat on him, and now he can't sleep. That's the kind of stuff that invades these people. And this is for first responders as well as, as oh, veterans who come out the door. Absolutely. And people talk about the, the suicide rate among veterans is 22. It's a lot higher than 22 a day. And what the public doesn't realize is that first responders have a suicide rate that's 10 times higher than the general population. Oh, uh, no doubt. And they don't, uh, have, they don't have a VA to go to, hopefully, uh, after they get out. So there are groups that have started to try to say, Let's get the psychological help you need. And people say, well, you go to the VA and you go through the program, and, oh, you get a check mark. You're cured. You never get never cured. cured. You have to be taught how to handle and manage that. That's why you see service dogs. And now we're getting support groups. And you talk about combat veterans. The smartest thing that I've seen anybody do, and I'm working with others to try to do this now, is you have combat veterans who have learned how to manage their PTSD and they're now working with other people that are PTSD uh, situations. They're coming together as groups, and there are psychiatric and other medical support staff and programs that they're being able to participate in to go forward. And they're going to be doing that for the rest of life because it's not going away. It's not like I'm going to go out to Montana and get me 50 acres and I'm going to be okay out there because I'm going to race some buffalo or something. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't the, go away. You know, the other thing that uh, people don't understand is that the military is highly structured, and it has to be. And you come from a situation of highly structured and you go back into civilian life and there's no structure to it there's a transition and there's no question about it no matter where you served how you served or anything else you're going from a highly structured environment to a totally unstructured and a lot of uh, people have a hard time adjusting and that they they've just spent a year, two years, however long it's been, and uh, they expect the same thing, and uh, it's hard to get your kids to roll their underwear. You well, know? yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard process where you know in in the military, um, it's sometimes it's uh, I'll ask for forgiveness because a decision needs to be na- made now when we move on with something. In the civilian environment, you've got all of this struck this lack of structure. You've got all of these different levels of approval you have to get through. Just look what happens in, in our federal government now, you oh, know, trying to get something done. And it's like with the major foundations that are out there, there's a period of time where you can apply for a loan, for a grant, whatever, and you may or may not get accepted, but you can't apply again for that same one until next year. That runs to be part of the problem. So, you know, it, that... That's what uh, you know. We saw happening, and that's what the, the commissioners' programs, I think, are, are directed at on, on this at veterans' effort. And uh, we're just very excited about being a part of that. And uh, Mr. Pitts has just joined us. I should say, Chairman of Fulton County Commission, uh, Mr. Rob Pitts. And uh, welcome to America's Web Radio. Good to be with you this morning. We. Uh, we started uh, off. Uh, I know you know Mike. Oh yeah. As a, oh yeah. Who doesn't? And, uh, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> that's sort of like a guy named Roger Wise. <laughs> that's right. I was with him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Oh, were you? Yeah, at the uh, Roswell Rotary. 
Oh, yeah. Roger is a good friend, a longtime friend, supporter, so enjoyed being with him and speaking to the uh, Roswell Rotary yesterday. Well, Mike was in yesterday talking about what you all are doing, and uh, we do a lot, and I'm sure Roger mentioned this to you, or may have mentioned it if we came up in a conversation, but we do a lot with and for veterans. Mm -hmm. I'm a veteran, and uh, we we try to do anything and everything, and we found really that the the biggest thing for the veterans, and we work with uh, service officers from service organizations, is that getting knowledge out, getting the word out, and and letting veterans know all of the the benefits that are, are available, and not only the veteran that we're very concerned about, but their families. Mm-hmm. And um, when Mike was in yesterday and talking about the number of homeless veterans, uh, you know, I'd, I'd call Harriet mm-hmm. and... Uh, ask her that you know wanted to interview you and i was going to get you know the main point was you know you're you're in charge of the largest county in georgia and the largest population county in georgia and uh, so we were going to basically aim it around what what's coming next mm-hmm. or or what what are your plans or what do you see for the future of fulton county and then mike came in and right at the top of the list is the the idea of doing something for veterans, mm-hmm. getting the homeless veteran off the streets. So uh, without your permission, I invited Mike to come back so you all could jointly talk about what he wants to do and what you want to do mm-hmm. and how it's going to benefit the county from North Fulton down to, to South Fulton. And uh, I just... I get almost sick to my stomach thinking about a, a homeless veteran. They've spent their time doing what they did for their country, and we've all raised our hands and taken the oath to protect and defend. And to think of one of them that's already given up, and and I'm going through it, my youngest son's a major mm-hmm. in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and he's away from his family right now. And you know what? the person in the military and the family gives up, there's no reason that we should ever have a homeless veteran on the street or a hungry one. Mm -hmm. So, again, welcome to America's Web Radio, and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. May I call you, Rob? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, not only today, but will you come back again in the future? Anytime. You got I always have an open door policy uh, to the chagrin of my staff. Uh, anyone <laughs> can come and see me at any time. No appointment necessary. It's not my fan- office. It's the people's office. That's fantastic, and and that's. Uh, I wish every politician felt the same way that you did, uh, and. And you're right. I when I couldn't get a hold of Harriet one time, mm-hmm. I called your office mm-hmm. and Carol, I believe her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was you know 24 hour or less mm-hmm. thing. And uh, you know, you're right. I I work for the people as well in my own little way. But mm-hmm. you know, politicians forget how they got there a lot of times. And uh, so. Thank you again for coming in, and we're going to uh, we're going to work closely with you. And also, 
I'm trying to figure out a good way to transition. What's your feeling about what Mike and what the county wants to do for the homeless? Well, I mean, from from the county's point of view, it's, it's pretty pretty easy. Uh, the, the the work will be on their part. Uh, what we've done, we we it, it, and thank you for uh, for describing the situation as you did because that you you described my feelings exactly. Um, it's just amazing to me to see anybody who's homeless. Uh, regardless of their circumstance, but a homeless veteran or a veteran in need of anything in this country is a shameful from my perspective. Uh, I was not privileged enough to serve. Uh, I was in school, and uh, most young people don't want to know what I'm talking about, but y'all will. I had I was in school at the time. And I didn't ask for it, but I had, but I got received a, a, I think it was called a 2S deferment, which was if you're in school and and studying, so I forget what it was. Anyway, so I didn't, but I actually wanted to volunteer. And one of my professors, who happened to be one of my language professors, he said, well, um, just stay and wait and see what happens. And so, so I didn't and went on to finish undergraduate school and graduate school. But uh, one of the, one of the real disappointments in my life when I get with my buddies who, who did serve, and most of them are veterans, uh, when they began to talk about their military service, their experiences, the friendships that they made uh, in service that they made for life, lifetime, lifetime friends, uh, that's always like a, a hole in my, my body of work, if you will, something I did not did not experience so I'm, I am forever uh, grateful and indebted to every man and woman who who has served. I just did not have the the uh, that opportunity. Robin, now, let me get back to where, where yeah. your, your question. Um, at so when I uh, travel around our our county and see people who are homeless, uh, whatever the circumstance may be. And in particular, uh, veterans. And when you see someone with a sign that says "homeless veteran," and some people say, "Well, that's just a sign. That's that's just a gimmick." I don't care what it is. I'm I'm assuming that it's real, and I want to do what I can to help. So, in the position that I'm in now, uh, I got with my colleague and my friend Marvin, uh, Commissioner Marvin Arrington Jr. And we said, "Well, what can we do now? Not next year, but now." So what we did, uh, we came up with uh, how much was a million, another million dollars, I believe, yeah. to uh, to uh, make available to organizations. Because we're not experts in in in, uh, in 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 serving veterans, but we are though going to put put the money in place, and with organizations and individuals who know how to get to the people in the veterans in need. And that's just the beginning from my point of view because we understand that there's some 40,000 veterans in Fulton County. And I always say many of that 40,000 are doing very, very well. But there's another group that's not doing so well, and that's the group that I want to target. And that's why we're actually putting putting our money where our mouth is, so to speak. I'm going to give you some far be it for me to give you advice but if you want to break the ice with a veteran mm-hmm. I've got one hard and we've interviewed countless veterans mm-hmm. and uh, 
if you want to break the ice with them, you ask the guy sitting across, the veteran sitting across, and I've asked Mike this uh, a number of times. Mike, can you name one of your veteran friends that can tell only one story? <laughs> and that's impossible. Once you get a once you get a veteran wound up, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to be talking story after story, mm-hmm. after, and you get five or six of them together, and it's just uh, one upsmanship. And well, I'll see your story, but wait until you hear my story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But this is the beautiful part about it is that veterans have a story to mm-hmm, tell, mm-hmm. and um, you know whether it's PTSD or they've had a run of bad luck or whatever you want to call it, they have stories. Mm -hmm. And we need to record those stories and for their families and for our future generations that don't appreciate our flag, that don't appreciate what a veteran does Mm -hmm. or what a veteran has done. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like you said, I, I get sick with anybody. Mm-hmm. My church does a program uh, of taking in the homeless uh, and let them stay at the church for once a, uh, for a week at a time. Mm-hmm. And other churches, I, I've forgotten how many churches are involved, but um, you know the and the answer and and I'm sort of putting you on the point now on the spot, but. <clears throat> I don't see I see the answer that Mike has. I don't see the answer of throwing money at the homeless. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that works. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a friend uh, uh, Frankie Holbrook that has shine his light and she's a street minister that's out every night talking to the homeless. Mm-hmm. And um but I, I don't see just throwing money at them. We've got to get them jobs. We've got to get them back in a, 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 as a, a, a very important part of our society, doing a job, telling the story, whatever it takes. And um, But there should be no – a lot of folks don't realize that when you raise your hand and, you know, you protect and defend against foreign and domestic – well, the domestic enemy may be the homeless, mm-hmm. may be because they've gotten kicked out of their home or whatever, and uh, we got to take care of them. Well, Dave, what what Commissioner Pitts and, and Commissioner Arrington and the rest of his commissioners have done is they've opened a portal. They've created an opportunity that, that guys like myself that volunteer to come in and be on this advisory committee for the Fulton County Commission take it forward and... That's the step that he's offered is, mm-hmm. okay, we know that we have the homeless program. We're going to identify them, and we're going to get them what they need now. What's the next step? And what Rob has done is created a portal for us to say to all of the veteran 501c3, 501c19 groups out there, tax-deductible groups out there, if you can provide services in these three critical areas, we want you to come on board and bid to do those services and we'll work with you because now we can take them from just getting them off the street, finding them some temporary housing. That's great. What do you do next? The next thing is, and that's their commitment, Mm -hmm. we want those people to be viable members of our community, and that means we're going to support them to get there. And guess what? They support these guys, but the veterans get this stuff for free. We've got psychiatrists, we've got medical work, we've got dental people, we've got lawyers that are willing to volunteer their time and say, let me help them get back to where they were. Because you've got to take a veteran and transition him back to a civilian mode. Turn the military mode off, get him in a civilian mode, and deal with his family. 
We don't want his children saying, why is daddy so mad at me? I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. We need to make them a viable part of our commission, and we're committed to doing that for as long as it takes. And that's what Rob has Mm -hmm. done. He stepped up and said, you you know, you eat a whale by taking one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's Mm -hmm. the one bite. And he said, this Mm -hmm. is seed money. This is an opportunity for us to start to do something. So we're hoping that we can find those companies. We'll get on board. We'll have a probably have another RFP coming out late mm-hmm. this fall. We'll talk about how successful we have been in this first part because we only got seven months to work on it to get to get it going. But from that, we will develop programs then that can help these people transition from temporary housing to something better, to getting them a job. We have people offering free services to help people get jobs, and we're going to make that work. And that's what we're committed to doing. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity, and I, and I really mm-hmm. respect Rob and thank the Fulton County Commission for their effort to do this. It's going to be a model for the state, and that's what we're aiming to for do. The it. For the yeah, country, yeah, I, I was starting to say, I think yeah. it'll be a model yeah. for the country because uh, I know, well, San Francisco, and then I have a very close military friend that met in the military that lives in uh, Portland, and it's. It's a crime what, and I say a crime, it's a shame what's happened to Portland. They've turned that into, it used to be one of the most beautiful cities in the country, and the homeless have turned it into, my farm was better than that, you Mm -hmm. know, and my, where I raised pigs was Mm -hmm. better than that, and it's a shame, and this shouldn't be happening, and, you know, we throw money, or our federal government throws money at things that are totally beyond the pale and uh, we need to take care of those that have taken care of us Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's uh, I guess a lot of civilians don't understand the sacrifice that that a military family and I include it's the whole family if the husband or wife is deployed well, so is the rest of the family. They may not be going in country, mm-hmm. but they're still away from each other for X number of months or years or whatever. And uh, we we just we have to take care of those people that come back. And it's like you said, Rob. There's no excuse for it, and it makes it makes us both mm-hmm. sick seeing this. And. Uh, I, as I told Mike yesterday, I don't know what I would do personally if I, if I ever caught somebody making fun of the homeless, and particularly a veteran, mm-hmm. and or destroying our flag. I don't. I'd be calling my friend Mr. Pitts to <laughs> bail me out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just it, it's 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 crazy, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's happening today. I've never. I'm 75, and I've never seen anything like what's happening today. And the disrespect for our flag, and the the only time I, I saw it was when I was ordered coming back from AIT from California. I was ordered not to wear my uniform going through the airports, and this was during the Vietnam era. And uh, it's it's shameful, mm-hmm. but the one thing I will give all of the veterans that I know that are doing it credit for. There's no bigger brotherhood than the military, brotherhood and sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We're all veterans, and what the Vietnam veterans have done at Atlanta Hartsville, 
uh, they meet the returning veterans, and they have sworn that they will never let anything happen to our people that are just getting out of the military or just coming home happen to them like what happened to uh, them in Vietnam, or they were coming home from Vietnam. And uh, so any way that America's Web Radio can support what you and Mike are doing, we're behind you 100%. Thank you. It means 100, a lot. 120%. Yeah. Let, me, let me throw yeah. this in. Yeah. Um, what Dave has done when I talked to him yesterday, uh-huh. he, he said, pick a Tuesday or Wednesday mm-hmm. every week, and he would give us an hour. So I will have an hour to not only push your efforts and your programs for what we're going to be doing for Fulton County, but I can reach out to the businesses that are out there, to the veteran businesses out there. You know, oh, tell them that's the veteran businesses. Yeah. I said, you guys, you know, you all have to have tax write-offs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Consider making a donation to a 501c3 that's helping veterans in the state. You're taking care of your brothers mm-hmm, and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, and you still get the right yeah. tax write-off. Here's a beautiful example, yeah. Rob. I got a phone call from a lady. She said, is this Colonel Mizell from the Johns Creek Veterans Association? Uh I said, yes, ma'am, it is. Uh She said, they told me you'd help. Now, she never told me who they are, but Uh she said somebody told her, they told me you'd help. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'll be glad to try. I said, what's the problem? She says, I've got a Korean veteran and his wife, and they're going to die. And I said, what? She said, they're going to die. I said, what do you mean they're going to die? She said, well, their air conditioner's gone out. It's 115 degrees in their house. He's 93, she's 89. They only make about $1,100. They can't afford it. And you need to help. I said, Mm -hmm. okay, give me the address. And I thought she was talking about some of them, Johns Creek or North Mm -hmm. Fulton. Mm -hmm. And and I said, well, give me the address, and I'll go see what I can do. Mm -hmm. She said, oh, no, it's not up there. It's in Jonesboro, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I don't know anybody in Jonesboro, Georgia. You know what happened? But I did know Mike Roby. Uh Mike Roby and I, Commissioner Mike Uh Roby, former veterans director for the state, in 1974, he was a Sergeant E-5 mm-hmm. at the 525th MP Company at Fort McPherson when brand-new 2nd Lieutenant Airborne Michael Mizell reported for duty. <laughs> yeah. So we go that far back, and uh-huh. we've stayed in touch. And I've tried to you know, be very close with Mike over the years, uh-huh. and he's given me some fantastic advice. Yeah, I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I called him. I said, here's the problem. He said, let me make a phone call. He made a phone call. Called Vita Brooks at the VA. Mm-hmm. Vita said, let me make a phone call. Long story short, four and a half hours after this first phone call, mm-hmm. we had found a veteran-owned business in Jonesboro, Georgia, that went out to the gentleman's site, saw the problem, tore it out, put in a brand new system, and walked over to that Korean wow. veteran and said, thank you for your service. There's no charge. Yeah, That's, that's the kind of thing yeah. that can happen because he can turn around and write that off. <laughs> But exactly. it was a veteran who found that there was another veteran in need, and he said, I'm going to go help my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of program I'm going to be pushing from my side with mm-hmm. the Colonel's Cup. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're encouraging those people to participate in the program that Rob has created in Fulton County to make it a success. And we can do that. There's several of us on the committee that have our own 501c3s, mm-hmm. but we will not be competing for that money. It would be a conflict. But we're know it, we know what we are looking for. We know we're going to help certify the companies and select the companies that get to do those things for Fulton County, and then encourage them to come back next year. Let's make it better. Let's make it a better uh, program. The one thing I told Mike yesterday, and and I told my church as well, uh, is that you know the old saying: you can build a better mousetrap, and the world will you know <laughs> beat a path beat a path to your door. 
Well, that's not true. If they don't know about it, if it's not marketed and advertised and the media has gotten a hold of it, how are they going to beat a path? How are they even going to know about it mm-hmm. if it's not promoted? Mm-hmm. And this is why, you know, I'm going to be a part or asking Mike to be a part of we've got to let people know. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm sure there's some out there. Uh, they wouldn't be coming in here, but I'm sure there's some out here that don't care about veterans. But I would say across the board, most people do. And it, if it if it's not a veteran, they still care, or they may have had a family member or something else. But they got to know what's going on. I didn't know, and I thought I was <laughs> pretty attuned to the veteran situation. I didn't know the the numbers that Mike threw on me yesterday about Fulton County. You know, I live in my little shell in Johns Creek, and all I do is pay my Fulton County taxes. But other than <laughs> that, uh, you know. I don't travel downtown frequently. I don't, you know, I haven't, I've heard some stories, but not not like Mike was telling me yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we've got to tell that we've got to let the public know and get the pu- public involved in what you all are doing. But the other- and I applaud you, Rob, for coming up with the idea and, and uh, wanting to do something, mm-hmm. and Mike for coming up with his portion of it mm-hmm. and wanting to do something. What we've got to do now, Dave, is, is the programs are going to be there. Guys like me, guy like guys like Roger Marshall with the Birdwell Foundation, that they've got. We've got to go out there and get in the bushes and the woods, and we got to find those veterans and make them available. Let, let them know about these programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of this is just letting them know that these are there, and we're going to utilize a very proper asset for us and that's going to be we're going to reach out to the sheriff's departments the chiefs of police associations our firemen they know where these veterans are they can tell you everyone in their county where it is and we can help them and we can go we have to go knowing that there's going to be a few that will never come in and the best we might be able to do for them is bring them a new jacket in the fall bring them a new sleeping bag a new tent uh once or twice a week find the find the groups that are doing the the food programs and say hey there's two veterans you can meet them at the mansell uh john's john's creek intersection every friday afternoon they'll be there you could give them i have like for example i met a group of ladies and it's all about connections i've met a group of old ladies at a senior center. Now, be careful. Rob and I are, you know. I know. But they, they, <laughs> when you start talking about age. The table, <laughs> they're sitting at the table and they're knitting shawls and stuff. And I said, what do y'all do with those? She said, we just give them away. They knitted two 40-gallon trash cans of shawls and skull caps mm-hmm. that we sent to a group that was in combat in Afghanistan. You know, it's just get out there and network. There's a lot of people doing stuff. That are willing to do stuff. You just got to have a few people that are willing to throw some rocks in the pond and watch the ripples and go get that person. You do a fantastic job of doing this. Let me introduce you to John over here who started a farming program for veterans with PTSD. It's a fantastic program. It's a program that says, I got him away from being a homeless person, but I carried him to the next step. What's next? And that's what this what the Fulton County Commission has given us an opportunity to do is to fix that what next problem. Well, you know, the, the, an HR, when he's looking at your resume and sees that you're honorably discharged from the military, they're light, they light up. They know that they've got a person that knows how to take orders as well as give orders, no matter what 
rank he happens he or she happens to be and it puts them a step ahead of the guy that's never had any training like that mm-hmm. and the military is we all of our veteran shows we promote the fact that if you're graduating from high school or from college and you haven't decided what you want to do afterwards look at the military i can i can promise i can guarantee that some branch of the military has something you'll be interested in totally agree yeah. Yeah. and uh, it, whether it's electronics whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh you know they should take a look, and the grandparents should take a look, and uh, be sure that uh, after their service they come back and talk to their kids or grandkids. I have a, a prime example to show exactly what you're talking about. I have a nephew that went straight into the Navy out of high school. He became a submariner on a submarine, mm-hmm. nuclear submarine, and he. I said, "What do you do, Chris?" He said, "Well, I'm the joystick guy." I said, "What's the joystick guy?" He said, "You know, I'm on a ballistic missile." When that thing gets launched, I'm in charge because I'm looking at a screen through the nose of the camera, and I'm taking it where it needs to go. Well, he spent six years in the, in the Navy and decided to get out. The national contracting company that's involved with the Navy for that operation, those systems, hired him straight out of the Navy at 55000 with full benefits. Now... That's one way to go. And some people look at it and say, oh, well, you're just, you're just attacking the, the least desirable in our communities, yeah. you know, the poor and whatnot. It says, no, it's a door that you can look at to say, well, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm 18 mm-hmm. years old, but I really do like this. Navy's got a program. Air Force has got a program. Yeah. Yeah. And I come out the door two steps ahead of everybody else applying for a job because I've already got six years of experience in that field. Mm-hmm. And it serves them so well to do that so we're encouraged that and we'll support that but we're going to work very closely with rob and with the commission and uh, we're going to put this thing under a microscope and, and we're going to we're going to attack this problem okay yeah. now rob watch, sure. watch us okay mazelle when you say submarine what's the next word that follows it I, I'm not a Navy guy, man. I'm Army MP. No, you see, you see him at at the JCVA every every meeting. I I'm sorry, I just can't tell you. I don't know what they say. Submarine well, what? Submarine Mike. Oh, submarine Mike. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> now there's an example of a guy that cannot tell one story. You wind submarine Mike up, and and he's got a story for everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I love him. He's yeah. a he's a great guy. Yeah. Well, it's been great finding people and helping us, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does a super job. Yeah. And this is something that I think that you all will find as your program starts maturing mm-hmm. is that veterans will come forth to help their brothers and their sisters. And they will, you know, they will participate like you never anticipated. And you don't know what they're going to bring to the table but they'll bring it to the they'll bring something to the table i can assure you of that and all they have to do is know about it well i've asked the good lord for 22 more years i'll be 73 shortly and 22 makes me 95 and uh 22 is a kind of special number in my life and but i won't go into all those details yeah. but you know you get to a point where you start having people in your path and i believe it's a god thing i really do uh, it's purpose, and we just need to tell those people that we're here for you. 
because you are our brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and this this is what's available to you. And because you're that one percent that allows all these other people to do all the things they do every day without thinking about it. You know, we want to make sure that you're a solid part of our community, and we've committed to do that. And that's what the Fulton County Commission done, yeah. has done. And I am so so proud that's to be fantastic. part of that. Fantastic. Right. Uh, and you're to be congratulated and uh, I guess we need to start the uh, statue of uh, Rob Pitts. Do we need to get that committee <laughs> no, going? As well? no, hey, we yeah. can put it up in a memorial park yeah, up no, in Johns Creek no, no, no. and put a statue no, no. of Rob up there. Well, I'm that getting a signal here to, to get back downtown, but listen, yes, I okay. am very, very appreciative of this opportunity and what Mike and others are going to be doing and we will, and I like the, the way you phrase it, uh, providing the seed money for this. We are not the experts. They are. They know what they're doing. So we will play a small role in this, and we, and we are willing to do it, and we're going to do it. We've started, and there's going to be more coming as a need, uh, you know, developed and is demonstrated to us. Well, thank you for helping us get the word out. And, and we're going to do it. And, you know, you're going into uncharted water yeah. so you don't know necessarily what the next need may be but um, we're going to work with you any way we can and I extend to you Rob any way that I can help you and do something for Fulton County uh, getting a word out for something that you mm-hmm. need just Harriet and I have gotten to know each other over this one, that's Carol oh, that's, that's Carol, 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 yeah, Carol. Carol. Yeah, that's Carol well Harriet yeah. I didn't know I didn't get to meet when you all yeah. came in but yeah Okay, well, yeah. Carol and I talked. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, but I mean, we're really excited about this. And, you know, you mentioned PTSD earlier. We have a tremendous, uh, uh, well, a department within the county government that um, treats uh, all sorts of uh, situations. We just say situations. And mental health is going to be a big part of what we're doing going forward. Uh, we have a fantastic department fantastic uh, people in the department our problem has been we haven't promoted it enough so our people uh, in the county do not know what we have and the reason I'm bringing this up now is because uh, there were were several high profile suicides recently that we're all aware of Uh, Jeff Parker who was the head of MARTA there was a uh, former mayor up in uh, Baltimore uh beauty queen uh, the son of a talk show host and it just it just goes on and on so we all have someone that's having some problems so what we've decided to do was to promote what we have at Fulton County and there will be a huge marketing and advertising campaign kicking off this incoming week about the services that um, that Fulton County offers and at the same time, in the Georgia legislature this year, uh, Speaker Ralston made it his top priority to put more money, make more money available for mental health. So that coupled with what we're doing at Fulton County is going to be a real help because we all, we probably all have some problems, just don't know it. It's the kind of thing you don't want to talk about, and particularly with a lot of our veterans, what I'm told anyway, uh, there may be some issues and Fulton County is a place that they can come to for assistance. That's number one. Number two, the housing uh, uh, part of this. I don't know how familiar you are with these uh, 
tiny homes. Uh, I really like the tiny homes. We have a lot of land in Fulton County that we own, and uh, I'm going to develop a pilot program that the county is going to spearhead, and we're going to dedicate these homes for veterans. That's also something to look forward to. They're really first class. They're just not a 20,000-square-foot home that nobody needs anyway. So if you really look at how much space you use in your home, uh, it's, it's very little. So this is the basics, but uh, clean, affordable, and we're going to make these programs available. And again, Fulton County, I mean, you, you hear, depending on who you talk to and what you read, and we're criticized a, uh, a lot, but we, you live, work in what I consider to be of the 3,000 plus counties in the United States of America, Fulton County, Georgia, is a top tier county. Absolutely. Don't let anybody tell you anything any different. So. The programs that we're coming up with here, this affordable housing, tiny homes for veterans, this million dollars we put in this program, others are going to be calling us, well, how'd y'all do that? What are you doing? We want to duplicate what y'all are doing here. So, Mike, thank you so much, and thank you for having me here. And I'm looking forward to coming back with some, some success stories for you. Awesome. Well, you've got, you know, you've got a tsunami coming towards you that we've talked about. It. We have many medical programs on, mm-hmm. our, on the, on the mm-hmm. uh, station, but there's a tsunami coming towards you, and nobody can really identify it yet, but it's the COVID tsunami, not, not COVID the illness. Right. It's the... What's going to happen mentally to people when they come back from being, uh, whether it's affected by their jobs, by their family, by death, whatever, but it's going to be a mental tsunami connected to COVID. And that's a big reason, a big part of the reason why we're promoting what we have at Fulton County. Yeah. You, well, hit, the, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, you had 22,000 yeah. small businesses yeah. in Georgia that died yeah. during COVID, my, my yeah. security company included. Yeah. Uh, but that opened another door for me, yeah. and that's what we're doing here. And I had a meeting last night in Johns Creek Veterans Association, and we were talking to a, a veterans center about the programs and opportunities they offered. And I had one of my Vietnam vets with a pretty serious PTSD program say, why can't we destigmatize? Don't call it post-traumatic stress disorder. Call it post-traumatic stress injury. And it may help to destigmatize the whole effort because they're looking at us like we're we're messed up. No, we're not messed up. We had an injury. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's like a Purple Heart guy. Mm-hmm. You know. Let me let's 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 get you See, cured yeah, yeah. and do yeah. these things. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is fabulous. Yeah. I'm so excited. I get yeah. chills. I'm so excited yeah. about hearing about yeah. your programs yeah. Yeah. and what you're doing yeah. for Fulton County. Yeah. And I, I love to be a yeah. part of this in any way I can to help. All right. And thank you, sir. Good to be with you again. Always, sir. Fulton County is a big deal. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We're on it. Thank you so much. We got to get back downtown. The early voting starts Monday, so we got a lot going on. Uh, getting ready, uh, getting I, our polling places set up, and poll workers in place. Carol, do you have a card that you could leave me, or uh, you'll leave her contact information? Okay, yes. yeah, I I've got a program that I've promised that I would introduce you to them or them mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. but it's called Redo Voting. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, no. but. Carol, if you can, go online to redovoting.com. And this, it is a bulletproof system for mm-hmm. voting. There can't be any cheating. It's based on 
the lottery, mm-hmm. the backbone of the lottery, the software. Mm-hmm. It's not an app, it's software. Mm-hmm. And it cannot be, you know, have you ever heard of a lottery being hacked? No, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And this cannot be hacked, it can't be you one person, one vote, and they can verify everything they're talking about. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's absolutely 100% foolproof. And... Uh, if you don't mind, I'll get a hold of Carol or please, Harriet, please, and uh, please. and it, and it can be implemented almost overnight because it works on uh, the same, like I said, the same principle, same mm-hmm. software mm-hmm. as the lottery. Okay, awesome. We look into it. All right. I'll, thank you again. Thank oh, you, all right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Thank you, Carol. Carol. Thank you, and I'm sorry. I I just didn't. No, no, no. You don't have a a badge on that says Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good to see you, too, sir. Well, you know, I feel like we're uh, a little bitty snowball, but we're standing on on an avalanche, and we're going to start this snowball rolling. And once it picks up steam, it's going to have, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to keep it local. It's going to be national, whether you want it or not, and it's going to go across the country like what's happening in Texas right now. And we don't want it to be that, but uh, my farm is being attacked by the wildfires, so we don't want it to be that, but we do want. To be a snowball that just gets bigger and bigger. Well, and like bigger. you say, it's a tremendous opportunity that Fulton County has has opened the door for, and with the chairman and Mr. Arrington, uh, Liz Houseman now uh, that are pushing these programs, up, we're going to make it work because we're going to get a message out. You're going to help us. We're going to get the message out. We're going to find those veterans that are sitting around wanting to do something that maybe he's 78 years young and. His wife has told him, go find something to do. Well, you know what? We're going to give him an opportunity to do something. And we're going to put him back with his veteran brothers and sisters. And it's amazing how that makes you feel so much younger and so much invigorated that you go out and you see something happen that's positive. You're taking a guy, a gal on the street. It broke my heart when I spoke to Brandon um, two days ago uh, at the uh, Bet Buzz meeting. Brandon is. Did you talk to the president? Br- no, Brandon, not that Brandon. Another <laughs> real Brandon. Oh, okay. uh, Brandon runs uh, Rally Point. Yeah, they find housing, temporary housing for for veterans that are on the street and whatnot. Got over fifty families in two hotels right now, over in Lawrenceville, and it takes over twenty six thousand dollars a month to take care of those fifty families. You know, the sad part, and what I'm still upset about, he had to turn three families away. This weekend, that should have been in housing because he had no place to put them, and couldn't find anybody that was willing to take them in or give them a hotel room or had a program that could help. That's what we've got to do. Commissioner Pitts didn't mention it, but they uh, they have purchased Fulton County has purchased two hotels over on the west side of town, and they committed to to refurbing one of them and making it a temporary housing. Uh, uh, situation where we could put people in there, transition them, and get the support people from those programs to come to them there so they don't have to travel and get it. And that's the other thing with the small housing. I'm, I'm so thrilled that he's, uh, Mr. Pitts was talking about that kind of program. And it's always 
you do that, but you have to make it accessible for those people to get back. MARTA might be a big part of it, how close it is, so those people can transition and get on some transportation to get to the facilities and things that they need, rather than putting them way out in some podunk corner of Fulton County where they can't get to anything. A lot of people want to help, but then they turn around and say, yeah, that's great, but don't put it in my backyard because it's going to make my value of my house go down. You know, I have a, another situation of a of a new product that has just come out, and uh, they can literally put together a 2,000-square-foot home in a matter of hours, and this company is called Baggerbot, B-A-G-G-E-R-B-O-T dot com, and it's incredible. It produces 1,600 sandbags per hour, sewed, ready to put in play, be it for a hurricane situation, be it for anything, you know. But they also have taken, do you know what the insulation is, or installation, not installation, but insulation of a sandbag is for a wall? You, all of a sudden, you don't need heating. You don't need air conditioning. It's like the old adobe. My, mm-hmm. my grandparents owned an adobe home mm-hmm. in Texas. Wow. And um, you put together a foot of, of insulation, and you really cut down on the air conditioning and heating needs. Well, it's like I have a home up in Johns Creek, and, and it's on a hill, so my basement is totally underground. Yeah. Except where I walk out on the patio underneath the ground. I've only got one vent down there for air conditioning and heating, and it stays about the same temperature. It's about 68 degrees all year round. So, yeah, being underground is is a, is a, a concept that's not new to this, to this nation. We've got an opportunity here in the business community in Georgia to do something about our veterans programs, and I hope all of the listeners out there will uh, really step up and think about it, because I know there's a lot of you that have said, hey, I would like to help. How can I do it? And you don't know. Well, I'm going to put a plug in uh, for my Colonel's Cup Foundation that I've started to help veterans. It's going to step up and take the take as much of this as we can. We're willing to go all over the state. I can't take the Fulton County money. That million dollars has to stay in Fulton County with companies here. But through the Colonel's Cup and a couple of other foundations we're working with, we can take donations and we can take them outside uh, of Fulton County because there are veterans all over the state of Georgia. Like we said, there was 95,000 homeless veterans in Georgia, and a third of them are in the metro Atlanta. So there's a lot of them out there in some other areas. And for those of you that don't know, there were about seven major areas in our state that have um, uh, military bases, uh, naval support down in Kingsland, you've got the Marine Corps down in Valdosta, you know, in Hinesville, you've got the infantry groups. Uh, you know, we used to have several here in the, in the Atlanta area, but there's, there's a lot of veterans in the area uh, they just did the, the census, and we found out that there's over 13,500 veterans, Sandy Springs, north in Fulton County. And just over the line in Forsyth, there's over another 1,000. So you're looking at 25,000 ver- veterans in that pocket. And uh, we're hoping to get a, a new office to support veterans from the Georgia Department of Veterans Services. They're looking to put a new office in Forsyth, and we said, hey, we'd like for you to put it in Johns Creek, and here's why. 
you know, um, I've got to get back with the mayor. He promised some free space, so we got to si- see if we can find that free space. Mr. Danbury? Mr. Bradbury, you know, Mayor Bradbury, a good friend. He's a Marine, always a Marine. He's a part of Johns Creek Veterans Association, uh, an outstanding young man. I wish him the best, and, and uh, he made that commitment, so we're going to see if we can't do something about it and make that happen as well. So John's a, a fine individual a fine and, a good, and making a good mayor. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, any of you guys out there that want some more information about what we're trying to do, you can reach out to Dave here at America's Web Radio. You can also reach out to me at uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mizell at gmail.com. That's just LTC in my last name, Mizell, M-I-Z-E-L-L at gmail.com. Uh, call me on my phone, 678-618-5260. We'll get you involved. There's a way you can help, and you need to do it. Some of your brothers and sisters weren't quite as successful as you were, and some of it was their decisions, but some of it was just life in general. We can do something about that if you're committed to do it, and I can help show you the way that we can make that happen for these guys and gals. Thank you, Dave. Mark, thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you again. Will you come back? Not Absolutely. tomorrow, not but we got no, not, but not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> in the very near future. Yeah, but hey, see, speaking of tomorrow, we have a dedication at the John Street Veterans Association at the Memorial Park. We are dedicating the gazebo to a World War II veteran who was Fantastic. bombed on a carrier right off the coast of Japan, right at the end of the war. And uh, he lived to be 101. He's a fantastic guy. We've got 30 members of his family coming in from Texas. Um, so it's going to be a great day tomorrow, 10 o'clock, at the Johns Creek Veterans Memorial Park up in Johns Creek. Great. Love You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.